Hello, Future Tribe. Welcome to 2020 or 2020. Um, it's, of course, Jermaine here on the podcast together with uh, our podcast editor, producer, extraordinaire, uh, Hayden. How are you going today, Hayden? Yeah, good, man. Good. Uh, feels good to be in 2020. I feel like I'm living in the future. <laughs> Definitely. It's um, It's been an interesting sort of end to 2019 for us and an interesting 2019 for a lot of Australians and Canberrans. And um, I guess things haven't gotten any different or in some cases any better moving into 2020. So, I mean, let's uh, first address that. I think um, our thoughts and our prayers um, really do go out to uh, everyone who's been affected um, whether it's the bushfires, whether it's mm-hmm. the hail recently, um, doing quite a lot of damage to a lot of Australians and through a lot of Australia. Um, and, you know, we had some, uh, the team had some sort of personal events as well that led us to put the uh, podcast um, on hiatus towards the end of 2019. Uh, things are a bit better on, on that front, but um, while we haven't been affected by the bushfires um i was un unfortunate to be somewhat affected by the hail you've had a bit of experience with that as well um it's just not a yeah. fantastic start yeah i know this isn't a climate change podcast but it really is crazy how two weeks ago it looked like we were on like tatooine <laughs> you know with all these dusty skies and stuff like that and then you know, only two weeks later, we get hell, a hell storm with, you know, hell the size of golf balls. It's such crazy weather. It makes me feel like the world is going to end, but oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy. We're still here. Um, we are excited to sort of, I guess, kick off. It's the unofficial season two, I think we, we would call it. We were never planning to make this a seasonal podcast, but we had that hiatus um, that you know, has really put us in sort of season two. Yeah, so it, it just felt like the right time, you know, with it being 2020 and all, it being the future, to just take a step back from the podcast, you know, take a look at the lessons we learned in 2019, you know, starting a whole new show or starting multiple new shows under the Future Tribe banner and just sort of use all those lessons learned to start a second season where we change a little, you know, a few things around and make the show just a little bit better for the future tribe that's it and that's what came out once we started having a conversation is that it makes now sense that not only we were on hiatus uh, that wasn't necessarily planned but during that time we've we've been working away at some changes um, that will take the podcast to sort of another level and it makes sense then that you know we're we're essentially starting a new season of the show and it show it, it will it will show no pun intended um in in how the podcasts sound and in what we do um moving forward and we also felt like you know it's it sort of marks the end of uh about 6 months of podcasting so it's a good time for us to look back and talk about all the mistakes that we've made talk about all the things that we've learned and share some tips and tricks uh, that we wish we would have known when we started so that anyone listening who's thinking of starting their own podcast can uh, sort of get that head start that we we didn't really get. We wish we had, yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, so let's get let's get started with the changes to the podcast first before we get to um, our reflections. And um, starting off, we we will be making some, I guess, structural changes to the podcast in um, in introducing a new intro um, that will sort of lift what we've been doing up production level a little bit. Um, of yeah. course, you know, interviews will continue to be the main focus. Uh, but we're, we're looking at, I guess, we've proved the concept and it's been working for us for the last six months. So now it's just becoming even more concise and more better and more focused at um, what, we, what we do. I mean, the intro was, it wasn't a rush thing. I don't want to make it seem like a rush thing, but it wasn't something that we did put a lot of thought into because when you're making a podcast, you have like 10 things to worry about at a time. You have all these things to organize and schedule. I think it's about time that after about 30 episodes, we you know, busted out a new intro, up the production value, as you said, and sort of just changed the focus from specifically interviews, which was our initial um, you know, reason for starting the show to more broadly you know, entrepreneurial business marketing you know, type of podcast where we can talk about really anything we want to talk about as long as it falls under that umbrella. Definitely, definitely. And that brings us to another, I guess, an important um, change is that we, we stopped the last week on Tuesday sort of wrap ups, um, not because it they weren't popular or not because we got bad feedback, but um, what we've decided to do again is be a bit more focused and uh, push out. I don't, it's, it's a bit of a cliche, but you know, focus a bit more on quality versus quantity. We never did it because we wanted quantity. Um, to be honest, I, I loved catching up with you and discussing um, the last week or, you know, the weekly oh, happenings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it doesn't mean that we won't focus on news stories um, every now and again, you know, the, there's probably now a shift from our a angle of uh, focusing on more depth when it comes to bigger news. Uh, so, you yeah. know, we may do wrap ups of uh, the Facebook conference and um, any, you know, new marketing developments, any major uh, Google alg algorithm changes. It just mm -hmm. means mm -hmm. that um, we, we won't be trying to cover all sorts of news. Yeah. And I think, and I, and I think, you know, keeping it, you know, keeping it honest with you guys, I feel like that's what last week on Tuesday eventually turned into where the stories we really wanted to talk about, the really important ones, we do a deep dive into, talk about them for about 10, 15 minutes. And then we'd sort of feel compelled to rush through about four or five minor stories. Within, exactly. You know, a couple of minutes or 30 seconds. So I think moving forward, as Jermaine said, and he puts it perfectly where it doesn't mean we're not going to do any news, um, going forward, I think we both love talking about news and we love giving our input and our viewpoint on it. But I think we'll pick and choose our spots rather than trying to be all encompassing with our coverage, especially since we're such a small team. Definitely. I mean, let's be honest. I, I'm the host, you're the you're the co-host and you produce the podcast, but um, all things considered, we're a relatively small team putting in, you know, relatively um, modest hours into this podcast um, during our working week. So um, the next thing is that um, we're also going to make a change to when we release the podcast. So it used to be Tuesday mornings, but we're going to swap to a Thursday. And there's 
two big benefits there. Uh, one is that it lets the podcast sort of um, take take more of a um, approach where you can listen to it more leisurely towards the end of your week and over the weekend um, versus, you know, smack bang at the start of your week. And the second reason and the second thing around this is that um, when, when I, I think I was the person who pushed sort of Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday mornings as a, as a podcast release date, which worked out okay, except when, um, us Australians love our public holidays on Mondays and that, <laughs> yes, we do. it just <laughs> made things difficult, didn't it? Yeah. And it, yeah, it definitely did. And I'm not going to let you hold all the blame for putting it on a Tuesday because I definitely pushed for it as well. And you know, a quick little piece of advice for people starting podcasts. Um, you know, even though we're going to get into more advice later, you should try to pick a day that maybe isn't the most popular, but the days that the Thursday to Sunday schedule is so popular for podcasts because that is when people have the most free time to listen to shows. So, and that's essentially why we are changing our schedule because we want to align our content with your free time. And that's the biggest reason for changing the day. Definitely. I mean, you know, let's almost roll in now into the reflections, but, um, mm. you know, say, saying what you just said, uh, I guess an extension of that also is, is that podcast listening habits are also quite different and interesting. They're, they're sort of almost like the Netflix sort of uh, consumer uh, style of, of people don't necessarily listen to podcasts as soon as they come out, certainly a part of the population does, but um, we we've researched it a lot. We've experimented as well. And um, what we found is that it really, it really, I think helps to have a nice back catalog of, of episodes versus yeah. um, necessarily sticking to a consistent day. I think it's important to keep that consistency because uh, that, that way you hold yourself accountable, but mm-hmm. Ultimately, the style of consumption is a little bit different. Yeah, it's more of an on-demand type of consumption. And I think all mediums are going that way. You know, as you brought up, Netflix is one of the biggest proponents of that model. Um, But the consistency is important because, you know, if you're creating a podcast and you build that back catalog, you're hoping that simultaneously you're building fans who snowball into, you know, a big group of consumers who want your content regularly. And I think that's where the consistency of a schedule really helps you. So it is a bit forward thinking, but I do think that, as you said, in the meantime, before, you know, you make it big and you get all your sponsorships from, you know, Dollar Razor Club and all that, (laughs) is that you do keep that consistency just so you have something to aim for. You have a deadline. Otherwise, I mean, from, I know a few people who have, um, you know, start a podcast of themselves and a big thing they say is that if you don't have a schedule, you end up putting stuff off or life gets in the way. So you go three weeks without recording an episode. And, you know, even if you don't people have people actively listening, it does signal to potential listeners that, oh, this, you know, this show may not be taken that seriously. The people creating it aren't really that invested into it because they're going three or four weeks or months even at a time without uploading or giving updates of what's happening. So, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, routine is good. And an interesting thing with podcasts is that it's very easy to start a podcast. Um, that means that I think what will what will pan out is consistency 
being more important to the success of a podcast than necessarily the equipment um, yeah. than necessarily, I mean, the content matters, but I think even more than content, the consistency will matter because it's so easy to begin that it's just as easy to stop. I, I know of people who record yeah. their podcasts in their car. That's, that's literally on their phone and that's how they record it. Um, we're a bit different. Um, we, we, you know, have computers and sit in front of computers and uh, take a much more, I guess, measured approach to the podcast. But um, when your when your barriers to entry are low, your barriers to exit are low as well. Um, yeah. And and for us, we've found when we we're doing research, we found local podcasts that used to exist essentially things that you know maybe they started too early, maybe they they just didn't keep it going. Um, and we didn't want to be one of those podcasts and that's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah. And I think that's probably my major piece of advice that I give out to people starting podcasting or even if, you know, more broadly speaking, starting a YouTube channel or even if you're putting music out online is that patience is really going to be key when it comes to starting stuff out. I mean, not only am I talking about patience in terms of building an audience because building an organic audience who likes your content um, is very hard, especially in a saturated marketplace that is podcast, because as you said, anyone can start a podcast for free. Um, And it's going to take a while before people actually listen to your stuff. Even if you put, you know, a few hundred bucks into marketing, which, you know, we have yet to do yet. A lot of our stuff has been, you know, through future theory and organic but also patience in terms of you're going to run into a million problems that you didn't even foresee that is going to hurt the growth of your podcast. You know, for us personally, we've had a million flaky guests. We've had people lose audio files. Those people being me. Um, (laughs) Hey, it's not just you always either, you know, even things like handling files, like you've mentioned, losing files, clerical issues, just working the the coordination of it all. And really, um, I mean, Hayden, you would spend a comfortable 10 hours a week sometimes um, just doing sort of the admin and the editing of one episode, which is for a lot of people, that's a fifth of their working week. um, Yeah. Which is a bit of a bit of an ask. Uh, It definitely is. And, and it's sort of, it was never frustrating because I've always loved you know, working on this show because I really do genuinely think it's a good show. But, you know, if you work for a company and they ask you to start a podcast, which a lot of places are doing now because they see the value in it, um, I think you should make clear to your superiors or people who, you know, want KPIs for your podcast that, you know, it's a slow burn and it's not... I always describe it as people sort of see podcasts as, you know or all of these podcasts are getting these views. I'll just, you know, cast my net out there and catch all this traffic. Whereas really it's, you got to get the fish to come to you. It's not like a flowing river of fish. It's you got to bait the fish to come to you. And it is a slow burn until you really have this solidified product that you're confident in and you're confident that people will come to and tell their friends about and share around the internet. And that takes time and it takes a lot of working out. And, you know, there are people who go, two or three years of, you know, working pretty much, not full time, but putting hours and hours a week into their podcast before they see any sort of traction. So 
stick with it, be patient. That would be my biggest piece of advice for people who want to start a podcast. Definitely. And now going back to how inexpensive podcasts can be to start, I think at the the same token, we should also um, talk about sort of the investment um, or the smart investments um, into a podcast. And I think one of the Mm. smartest investments is um, to pick up some better quality recording tools and recording equipment. 1000%. Um, I mean, people, people, I've seen people recommend, you know, the best, it's sort of that saying of the best microphone is the one that you've got in your pocket, which is fantastic when you're again, trying to start trying to make a point when you're trying to work out how the dynamic and the perfect sort of formula for your show um, is. But as soon as things, you know, start Mm. getting serious, I don't think you should go out and necessarily spend $500 on a mixer and, um, you know, get a dedicated studio recording space. Um, But you know, go out there and spend one hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred dollars on a on a good microphone. Um, we'll link a few um, down in the description that you can pick up from Amazon. Um, but places like JB Hi-Fi, uh, like as as live streaming and gaming become more um, more of a focus and more people get into it, um, a lot of places are starting to retail quite nice, quite good quality uh, audio equipment. So. Um, that's definitely something that I would I would recommend. Mm. Um, I mean, and then you just plug it into whatever laptop or computer you've got. The beauty is that audio recording isn't very high demand or high stress on a system. Um, and uh, we record using Audacity, which is just a free free piece of software. And I mean, how have you found it, Hayden? I've I've been using it since probably two thousand and eight, um, and I, I swear by it. Yeah, I, I'm the exactly the same way. I mean, it, it's for such a powerful piece of software. I can't believe it's free. Um, it's so intuitive to use. Obviously, with any piece of software, there is a learning barrier, but this is much easier than any other music-related program that I've worked with, music creation or editing. Definitely. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think it's a great point you raise where you know, um, you shouldn't go out and spend $500 in a snowball mic or, you know, go crazy with it. But if you invest a little, you get a lot in terms of audio equipment because it just makes you sound that little bit more professional. And, you know, you got to think of it from a prospective viewer's, um, you know, viewpoint where they're giving your podcast a try because, you know, you've intrigued them with your concept or whatever. And if the first thing they hear is a really shoddy intro that you haven't properly mixed or, it's audio quality that is just horrible. That is all grainy. It's done over Skype and it's very clear that, you know, it hasn't even been edited at all. It's going to turn people off at the door and they're not even going to give you a go of it. So, and I think the biggest part of getting at least an acceptable level of audio quality is making sure that you're using an acceptable level of audio equipment. Yeah. And, and a big thing there is to use, external devices so external microphones um yeah where again a lot of people will say just use a laptop's inbuilt microphone they're good but they're designed to you know work via skype which is yeah never intended to be edited and produced and published um no it's just supposed to make make do more or less uh the other thing is uh hosting platforms we use Anchor, again, we're going to have all the links to the, these sites 
Anchor was recently acquired by um, Spotify. Uh, well, not so recently, a little while ago. Um, mm. But, you know, it's completely free. Again, all you're trying to do is prove a concept. You're not trying to... Eventually, you can possibly justify starting you know, hosting your own server and starting your own server to host your podcast. But when you're getting started, you're trying to prove a concept. Your listeners actually don't, don't even know that um, where your, where your podcast is hosted at. It doesn't, it doesn't show, it doesn't matter. Um, When when they're listening through uh, iTunes or Google podcasts or whatever it may be, it does not matter where you're hosting it. It really doesn't. So there's, while there might be there might be better analytics and better tools in some of the paid offerings, um, they they're not going to be the difference between a successful and a and a not so successful podcast. Yeah, and, and again, it's more important that you spend that money on equipment and you spend that time and you know other resources on making your core product better than and worry about that stuff later once you've built the audience to justify, as you said, maybe buying you know service space for uh you know a place to host to host your own stuff but yeah i mean anchor for me i haven't shopped around other podcast hosting platforms but to me it's been super intuitive i've really liked the service it gives good enough analytics i mean in terms of it gives you the depth like the basic demographics of the people who are listening to your stuff it uh the formatting of everything it uploads is done perfectly the only thing that I've, you know, sort of been a bit disappointed in is it doesn't give you the option on platforms like Spotify to do like embedded timestamps, which is something that can you can do if you upload directly to Spotify. But that's such a minor complaint, um, you know, for a free product that we use nearly every week here to, um, you know, get the podcast to you guys. So highly recommend Anchor. If exactly. And podcasts are still so fragmented. Um, there's no, you know, Netflix, iTunes, Spotify sort of equivalent to podcasts mm. yet. So where we, what you'll find is that most tools are going to show you good enough analytics. They're not going to be perfect anyway. So um, it, it doesn't sort of matter to an extent how much money you pay, you spend and pay to a service. Um, so if I were you, um, yeah, just use Anchor, even if it's just to start off with, um, and it gives you enough information. Nothing's that nothing that's going to hold you back. Let's put it that way. Mm, yeah, and 100%. Um, you know, the last thing is that you've got to get into a routine. As as you've mentioned, Hayden, you have well, we work with a schedule as much as possible as to when, uh, which what episode and when it will go out, um, but then. Mm-hmm you know, you also have a production production schedule and a routine, don't you? Yeah. And I think that's important for just keeping yourself honest, because if you just upload willy nilly, it means that you can, because obviously when you start this off, this isn't going to be your full-time commitment unless you are like a, a celebrity who's chosen to do this. So I'm assuming you're doing this part-time and if you don't have a set day where you're going to upload every week, it's going to fall by the wayside. It's the same idea behind the person who says, oh, I'm going to go to the gym eventually, but doesn't set, you know, set out a plan for how they're going to go to the gym. They're always going to fall out because the less invested in, in something you are, the more likely you're just going to 
you know, forget about it when times get hard and you have less free time. Um, I also think it's important to get into that schedule for me personally, because it just makes the promotion aspect of podcasting so much easier. Because if I know that a podcast is, has to be uploaded in six days, that means I have to reach out to the podcast guest so they can cross promote and, you know, do the promotion on their end for the episode so we can grow our, you know, our fan base and blah, blah, blah. And I can put out the accompanying Instagram posts or Facebook posts with it. And it just makes everything a lot more, I don't know, structured. And so yeah, de- definitely. And even knowing that, you know, every week at a fixed time, there's going to be a new episode. It just makes it easier when you're talking to someone and they say, Oh, when does your podcast go live? It's not a yeah. matter of, you know, when I feel like it once a week, it's yeah. more of a matter of on this day at this time, you should tune in. Yeah. And again, as a person who's listened to podcasts for, you know, pretty seriously for, I'd say about eight, nine years now. I mean, the one, the one key indicator of a podcast that is taken seriously is how regularly they upload. It doesn't have to mean that they do it every day or every week, but if they're doing, you know, their upload schedule is tight and it's, you know, it's got, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the similar amount of time between. Yeah. It's consistent. There's a consistent, that, subconsciously indicates, you know, to the person who wants to give your podcast a try that, Hey, you know, we at least take this serious enough to get a schedule, hit that schedule every time and, you know, get you, you know, quality content because I can't imagine that something that gets uploaded, you know, one episode is in December, the next episode is in February. The next one after that is in like February as well. I can't imagine that that's the highest quality podcast. I mean, I might be wrong, but I can't think of, any of the podcasts that I listen to that are really popular that have an upload schedule like that. Can you? Neither. No, I completely agree. Um, having, and, yeah. and at the biggest point there is that it just keeps you honest and lets you know when you need to upload and what you need to upload um, really yeah. quite consistently. And that's the big thing. And you know, that, that sort of goes into the, the last point um, I would say is that nothing nothing like podcasting, marketing, none of these things are short-term and none of these things are short-term wins. And if you experience wins short-term, then that is just an indicator of how how much bigger you can get and how much more you can do. Um, So it's just a long game. Yeah. And again, that's the reason I put patience as my, you know, biggest takeaway from doing podcasting in 2019 because you know, we did it for six months and you would think in, you know, six months and working on a project, especially something like podcasting that you'd be hoping you'd be doing thousands of views a week, but really it's just, it's just not how the cookie crumbles, especially when you're trying to give niche content to a niche market, you know, entrepreneurial content is obviously a broad umbrella, but we're, we're trying to do a, you know, smaller, more focused take on it and, you know, we're building an audience. I'm not going to sit here and act like we're still this small potato or we're like we were six months ago, but we still have a lot of learning to do. And you got to be willing to take a few knocks on the chin and you got to be willing to let the seed grow, if you will. 
and just keep on learning with it. Definitely. And um, just to wrap things off as an extension of everything that we've talked about today. So we've obviously talked about our plans for 2020 and some some reflections on 2019. Um, Moving into this year, we're actually looking to um, help uh, and I guess build our connections with our uh, local community even more. So if you're an individual or a business who would like to um, not just come on the podcast and and chat, um, but even uh, hop on board as a sponsor and support what we're trying to do, support our message. Um, that would be very much appreciated as we go on this mission. It would be really nice to have you as a partner. Um, if you need any more information, which I would say you would, because we, we haven't really publicly shared too yeah. much. Um, yeah. So, you know, most of you would need more information. Reach out to Hayden. Um, his email address is Hayden at futuretheory.com.au um, and he'll be able to uh, get in touch with um, yeah. whoever he needs to talk to to get you the, the answers, um, schedule, a, schedule an interview um, and help us in our mission of not just delivering amazing content to the listeners, to you as listeners, but also help the individuals and businesses that we talk to and we talk about um, to give them a platform to sh- showcase what they're doing, to showcase what they've been through um, and help us all learn from it as well. Yeah. I, and again, if you even if you have suggestions for the show or you know someone who would be a good fit to be a guest, please feel free to email me at Hayden at futuretheory.com. And that's Hayden as H-A-Y-D-E-N. I know there are some people who <laughs> spell Hayden wrong without an E, but <laughs> there, there is an E in Hayden, just letting you guys know. <laughs> Thanks for that. Awesome. Um, and of course, uh, if you would like to help us, if you just like this podcast, subscribe, follow, rate, um, do whatever you can do to give us feedback. And um, it really helps with the algorithms for us and it really helps us reach more people, reach new people and um, help us on our mission as we we move forward. Um, That's it from us um, on this episode. Look out for next week's episode where you'll really get a full taste for uh, the Future Drive podcast in 2020 and catch you on the next episode. Yeah, see you guys then.